Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. I am your host, Butterscotch Ken Seymour, with your other host, uh, Diet Vanilla Richard Geiger. That's weak. Cinnamon peppermint. Cinnamon peppermint. Okay, I'll get something. Not a combination of those two. Okay. Hot cinnamon. Ooh, there we go. We have a wonderful episode for you today. We have a special guest with us today, Miss Victoria Page, actress. Professional cosplayer, writer of writer of articles, uh, articles of writing. I'm not. I'm not really sure. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Well, we are ecstatic to have you, as as we tend to do, because we we cannot can, we cannot describe you better than you can describe yourself. We're going to throw it over to you. Have you give just a little bit of a of a description of who you are and what you do for future generations to find like a time capsule. <laughs> All right, like a treasure chest. That's right. So I am Victoria Page, and I do a ton of things. I uh, act. I'm an actress. I also model, and I cosplay, as you can see here. That's J. Scott Campbell's version of Tinkerbell that's on the screen there. Uh, I also do uh, interviews. That's how I started everything, was interviewing the guests at conventions. And I host events and, and everything that goes along with entertainment. Fantastic. So how long have you been how long have you been in the industry doing what you do? Sorry, there's a loud plane outside my window. No. <laughs> I've been doing this for ten years. Um I I acted uh, I did little short films locally right after high school. Um, but it wasn't really until about two thousand and eight, two thousand nine that I really got into uh, full time acting and working conventions. So were you kind of, a, before you started working at the conventions, were you a, a fan that would attend and just kind of saw how awesome it was and saying, I've got to be a part of this? So what happened was I, I didn't know anything about the culture at all uh-huh. um, until I started dating someone who was a collector of comics. I in collector just, I mean, he had rooms full of just books. And... Um, I started reading them, and I was like, well, "These are these are like more intense than most novels. Like these are beautiful." Um, and he took me to some conventions, and and I was really interested with it. So um, or in it. Um, so his best friend started the Tucson Comic Con in Arizona, and I said, "Hey, listen, I act and I model. Let me promote your conventions." <laughs> so I made up flyers. I went and I introduced myself to all the. Uh, comic shop owners in the area uh, and then uh, I started working with, with conventions that way. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Yeah, he's a, I've got... Yeah, uh, and I love it. I mean, it's family. I am addicted. Well, the convention atmosphere is really, really different for anybody that's not been to one. It's, it's really something to get used to and, and to enjoy and eventually that just kind of seeps into your clothing as anyone that has been to a very crowded convention will attest by the gamer funk that can kind of accompany occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's so different though. I mean, I've been doing this for 10 years. So it's, I mean, it's gone from empty-ish conventions where it's just the writers and the anchors and the colorists to now it's a whole event and everybody is entertaining and 
dancing and you know everybody wants to dress up and before it was kind of I don't know should I oh how how much should I wear like <laughs> should I wear wings I don't know it's kind of a lot you know and and now it's so celebrated it's a completely different beast it's wonderful so yeah I'm trying to, I'm trying to get Richard here into into that he's been to a convention so far we we, we dipped our oh. little little toe for him into the NWI Comic Con up uh, near Chicago yeah one day. One day. Oh, it, one one small little tiny itty bitty convention. Yeah. So you did it already, or you're going to? Already did. Yeah, we went that. that uh, All right. About a month ago. Yeah, a and was couple it months on now. On a Saturday. It was. Oh, Those are the best days. Did you do okay? Oh, well, we did fine. Uh, I, I consider it a success okay. because right. we got to meet all sorts of really cool artists and authors yeah. and everything was in a single room. So I, I think we were able oh. to control uh, the, the chance that he might have become overwhelmed. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. We'll be, we'll okay. be overwhelmed. That's but what I was going to say. We came, we came out with a, actually some really good interviews oh, from yeah. just a few people that were there. So didn't take much. That's my favorite part. I mean, when I was at Wizard World talking to you, uh, just having a chance to yeah. meet people that do neat things and, and have different perspectives, fantastic. I feel we're straying, though. Yeah, it's, it's fun. No, <laughs> it's very fun. And like I said, that's what I did at first. I interviewed the guests that the convention brought in before I was ever, I never even thought that I would be a guest. That wasn't what I was, it was, you know, in my in my mindset that wasn't a thing at the time um, and it, it was so much fun meeting everybody what was your first one what was the first convention you went to oh i think it was a mesa arizona convention in 2007 and talent called well and Kari andrews over there and eric also do that's where i met Ebash. and i think he was doing sketches for like 40 or 50 bucks, and now he does them for like 1500 <laughs> <laughs> It's like telling you how different it is now. It's Inflation. Um, yeah, and it was it, it was so slow. And not, I mean, they didn't consider it an unsuccessful show just because shows weren't popular. Um, but it was so slow that we sat and spoke to the artists for hours. I mean, we just hung out, you know, and that's how... That you could do that. Um, you could go. You could go up to the artist and just give them a piece of paper and be like, "Oh, quick, do a ten-second sketch," and they would do it. Now you have to stand in line, you know, and pay for them. But it was it was a lot different. Well, on the one side, I'm definitely glad that uh, the artists and, and authors have a chance to get a little bit more of a, a paycheck out of this because I know the uh, yeah. the lifestyle that they lead isn't always a consistent living. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot, a lot of work. Um, then you know, a lot of the writers they sit and they write all day, all night. And the the artists, I mean, I stayed with um, my some of my best friends, are J.P. Roth and, and Eric Fosdue, uh, their comic writer and artist. And Eric gets up at like five in the afternoon because that's when he wakes up. But then he stays up and all night and draws. That's all he does is draw. So it's, it's something that you work on all the time. You go to these shows, and you've got a little bit of, hey, I want to interact with everybody. I want to meet you. And it seems so fantastic and glamorous. They're working their asses off. So of, of the ones you've it been knows. to, what what is 
I mean, there's a couple ways to interpret your favorite, but what is the favorite one for you that you've maybe been to or the one you like to go to? Mm, my, ooh, my favorite one. I got to, uh, okay, it would have been a San Diego Comic-Con. I think it was 2013 or 2014. And a friend of mine worked for PAL Entertainment for Stanley. Um, and he said, hey, let's go out. Uh, afterwards, and we'll go to some, some after parties. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. What he didn't tell me until we were out was that Pal was only comprised of three employees. <laughs> His job that night was to escort Stan Lee around to the private party. So I got to escort Stan, Mr. Stan Lee, with my friend around to private party after private party, like list only. <laughs> Because one of my friends worked for him. I had no idea. It was the most beautiful night. Wow. <laughs> so that was a really good, that's a really good memory. I didn't get my picture with him because Stan Lee was a celebrity celebrity. Meaning when he walked in a room, every single person would stand up and go to meet him. They yep. just wanted to shake his hand. They wanted, so I was like, no, he needs to rest. Like, I will have these memories in my brain forever. It was just, it was the coolest. And everybody respected him. And he was so luminous. He was such a beautiful soul. I still, I still feel that's going to be one of the big things that I missed out on. I never had a chance to meet Stanley in all the conventions that I've gone to. And uh, I guess I'll have to rely on some of the fairly awesome stories that I, that I get to hear told secondhand. Yeah. Mm. So he was a wonderful, wonderful individual. So being an actress is an interesting gig. Uh, uh, we looked through your IMDb profile in our in-depth yeah. interview of looking at your IMDb profile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've got a fairly um, a fairly interesting grouping of projects that you've worked on. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, well, I'm I'm trying to find a good a good descriptor. How interesting, yeah. What type of what type of uh, projects kind of do you gravitate to? What what is what is your favorite kind of stuff to work on? I I seem to do a lot of horror, uh, which I love. I I love physical acting, and there's a lot of that in horror movies. Um, you don't have to have a stunt person for every time that you move around. You get carried and thrown down and stuff like that. Um, I, I really love that. And then I get cast in, I don't consider myself funny, like, at all. Um, but I get cast in, uh, like, comedic drama-type episodic shows. So, like, dropping the soap, I, I'm just in the very, very, very beginning. But that's, like, the kind of things that, that gravitate towards me more, I guess. Or that I do well in, so I hope so. Well, well, you've got like I said, it, a lot of people would would kill for a, a resume that has a, just a load of colorful titles in it. If nothing else, I mean, yeah. I have to say that that when I when I see a a, a title like Ninja Sex Party, the um, yeah, <laughs> that is kind of how wonderful is that? I mean, I, I wanted to say. I wanted to say B-movies, but since I haven't seen them, I don't really know if they're B-movies, but it sure sounds like awesome B-movies. No, no, Ninja Sex Party was the number one comedy band of Billboard for all of last year. Oh! They're, they're a comedy YouTube band, yeah. Gotcha! So the lead singer, Danny Sexbang, 
he <laughs> writes about being he's, he's ridiculous. He's just ridiculous, and he's and he's silly, and I, and I I worked for and with him. <laughs> so he's a friend of mine. That's so that's why I did that. <laughs> Ninja sex party, yeah. Um, yeah, I have done uh, there. I have done some underground uh, Camp One Three Nine, Death by VHS, and um, oh, there's one other that I'm forgetting. But yeah, the horror is is more indie. Um, this Maya though, which I'm doing right now, is is not as as much so. I guess it's, it's a horror. It's like true horror, ah. but it's not done like super campy or anything like that. Well, the inner uh, the uh, the images the uh, the artwork and and the, the images look nice so far they, they're they're really uh pretty um evocative that's the word that i'm looking for so i think oh, if the movie you. presents that way it should be very interesting we, we have a really good team a really really good team behind it um fancy lad Productions is who's producing the movie and then we've got nathan hill on camera as well um, with the the writer is Paul C. Hemma. He's a writer, director, but then Nate's helping. And he's, we all work together on A Man Called Myriad uh, about eight years ago. So that's how, that's how a lot of us got back together into doing this again. Now, are you looking to do more, um, more acting like this? Like, is this kind of an evolution, do you think? Or is this something that you're just kind of doing a little bit more on the side? Acting? Yeah. Acting's always been my number one. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm SAG, so I have to be a little more picky about the things that, that I do now um, or that are available just because there's a lot less um, roles. But I, that's what I do. I started doing conventions to – well, I started it to help a friend out, and I was like, oh, I'll do some promotion. Mm-hmm. And then from there – Phoenix hired me and said, hey, you know, work for us. And then it, it, that evolved in and of itself because it wasn't just, at first it was interviewing. Mm-hmm. And then what about was cosplaying? Um, but again, cosplay wasn't a thing that you went and made money at. I mean, if you dressed up, if you weren't made fun of, you know, it was just like, okay, that person dresses up. Um, then from there, girls would get tables. Uh, I went... And I started getting tables because I had worked with a convention and interviewed their guests and emceed their events and done all kinds of work for them. So they were like, hey, come be a guest, as whatever. Hmm. Because again, they weren't cosplay. There's nobody there that didn't exist if they weren't cosplay guests. Um, yes, really. I think Yaya, like two or three years later, started getting invited and it kind of evolved from there. Um, but now going to the shows, it's possible you're still performing. So there's Definitely. still a lot of acting in that. So you're really still working on your craft, even when you're out and showing. Some of the, uh, some of the costumes that <clears throat> you can see at the conventions and definitely the ones that I've seen you uh, uh, put together or that, that you uh, have are just really intricate yeah. and just so, so detail oriented. I mean, if if it wouldn't be you know awkward, it's one of those things where you kind of want to stop, not just take a picture, but it's like I want to look at this for a little while and kind of see the quality that, that oh, yeah. goes into it. It's kind of amazing. Oh, you, yeah, you definitely do. Um, and and now what I see a lot of girls do is they'll bring their other costumes with them 
and showcase it on a mannequin so that you can go and look at the costumes. And that's a new thing, too, in the last couple of years. Nobody ever did that before. So it's it's like I'm saying, it's evolving all the time. It's so different. It's so beautiful to watch. Um, So, yeah, and and they have panels that you can go and they'll even teach you how to make even just some, how do you do this embroidery? Um, Yeah, it's a lot of hard work that goes into it. Well, and especially if you tend to have anything, I expect that you have some experience with, you know, a certain number of layers and the amount of heat when a lot of these conventions occur, not exactly conducive to comfort. Yeah, you have to you have to make sure that you can wear something that looks great, but you can also wear comfortably, which is difficult. Definitely. So it's sometimes, I mean, it can be, it's just challenging as well. Are, are you the one, or do you have like a, a team or a group of people that you work together on to create these, or is it is it more solely just something that you are doing? Fantastic question. So, I when I started, I uh, I had never done this before. The, I just sent you a picture right now of nineteen twenty three. That was what the buzz buzz was. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's uh, one of the first ones that I did, and. I don't sew. That's not something that I ever, I guess, needed to do. So I just, I didn't. Um, and when I was working for Phoenix the first year, I had a, I had a makeup artist. Best yep, that's twenty-three. And I had Monterey Minds helped me right. with that. Um, I had a team. I had a makeup artist, body makeup artist, seamstress, and then a costumer. Uh, and through that, Amanda from Modified Minds. She provided costuming. I didn't even know anything about this. She was like, hey, here, I'm going to go ahead and help you. And we, for every year except for last year, worked on every costume together. So she did all of the sewing. Um, her and I worked on all the accessories together. I mean, we were, it was it was our team. <laughs> and she does really, really fantastic designs. Um, so that's why I was so, I felt so fortunate to be able to work with her on costumes that I wanted to work on so now now i'm doing it myself how much planning <laughs> now i am learning how to sell <laughs> well i know my my wife is very very into cosplay as well and some of the i know for her some of the planning it takes quite a while how long does it take you to kind of figure out what you want to be and then actually put the outfit and everything together for the shows it depends um i what I've been doing is making a list of ones that I know I want to work on. And that I've had for, well, since August, I have a, a big list that I put together. And I started compiling, for example, the Tinkerbell. I have been getting pieces the last six months for her. Um, I, I try to do it over time. Um, the, I did a Harley off of the leak picks when Suicide Squad was first coming out. And for that, I had to go on eBay and order everything and try to find... I mean, pieces didn't exist yet for what she had because the movie wasn't even out. Um, but still, even that probably took about a week and a half. So it takes... It's, no matter what, it's going to take a couple weeks and a couple hundred dollars, no matter what. Even if you... And I try to do it as cheap as possible and get pieces and then put them together, it still costs. It's still just costing a bit, so... It's worth it, though. <laughs> do, do you have, like, a it. go-to, um, I guess, shopping source for that? Is it primarily something online, or is it something local that you can go to? 
I thrift a lot to look for pieces, look for materials, um, yeah, different like fabrics that, that I might need because you never know. Uh, estate sales and things like that that can have really cool, really cool things. Uh, and then, yeah, I do go to Amazon sometimes uh, if I need a couple of pieces, which is everywhere. You can find things everywhere. So, and there's my X23. <laughs> and we made those, those uh, claws out of warbler. There's a thermal plastic. You heat it with a heat gun and then sprayed them. Huh. Spray paint. It's fun. Yeah, the... Uh, I cosplayed X23 for a couple of years. That looks that looks definitely very nice. The the play of the blades uh, uh, with the gloves worked worked out very nicely. Thank you. So yeah, I, like it. I have to ask a couple <laughs> specific questions. We talked about cosplay for a minute, but I just realized I I missed a, a couple of, of key things that I wanted to ask about. Um, again, with our in depth IMDb research, hardcore research, <laughs> hardcore <laughs> research. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you were on an episode of Con Man. Yes. So, um, how much fun was that? Was it a, was it a big part? Was it you know kind of just like a single episode? Did you get to spend any significant screen time with Mister Tudic? Oh no, he was directing the episode. Oh. So he was there behind the camera. Yeah, <laughs> the whole time. He's fantastic. Um, it's being around these shows. I've run into him a million times, um, but don't know him personally. Like, we're not on a first-name basis. But he, with Fun Man, he's been traveling around a lot, and um, one of my good... Somebody who's become a good friend, you know, him and his family over the years, is a producer on that, and got to be on it as well. So he was like, hey, come be a part of the show. Leanna Vamp was on it, and she's a good friend. You know, we're all in the same circles, so we get to work together now which is really fantastic well i guess i guess yeah and in mine oh go ahead no i I guess just if you have to spend screen time with nathan fillion instead i guess that's drat drat it's awful yeah yeah. it was uh we had felicia day was in the episode oh and i worked with her before too and she's fantastic yeah nice (laughs) yeah i love her yeah it's Going around to these shows year after year, you start to work with the same people and, you know, you really, you get to know them. And it's, it's fantastic that after all of this time, these people that you that you kind of grown up with in a sense, you know, over the last 10 years going to these shows, they're starting to produce the, the shows that sci-fi is picking up. They're starting to write a storyboard for the new shows that Netflix is picking up. And and to be able to see your friends grow like that and to be able to sometimes hop in on it is it's fantastic. And that's never that's never what you would expect or get into this to do, but it just kind of evolved that way. So it works really well with acting because you're you're working all of the time with people who are in the industry all of the time as well. That's that's pretty pretty awesome. I also saw of all of the things that you were involved with, there's one specific title mm-hmm. that seemed to resonate with me um, that I thought maybe was about us at first, but I realized I had nothing to do with it. Uh, you hosted uh, Men with No Lives. <laughs> yeah, I was on that show for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, 
It was a it was a radio show, and it was put on by the director of Western Acts, which was a Western action show uh, series that I was a part of. And he he had some of the cast come in, and it was it was kind of like a shock jock type show, uh, and we just shot the shit for a couple hours, and it was fun. That's what we did. <laughs> I wasn't sure if there was any story there mm-hmm. at all. I just saw the title and was like, well, that, that sounds like right, right up my alley. <laughs> it, you, you would probably love it. It, it was a lot. Of, it was a really long time. Like the show went on for a, a while. Um, and by the end, it just, got, it just got so crazy. And there were so many people involved. And they started going to all these different events and it got insane, so I had to leave. <laughs> it was I too just, much. It got it got crazy, but it was it was a fun show. We were doing live, we were doing live stuff all of the time. Um, up at uh, there's a bar that we would go to and start doing live shows, so it was getting really interactive. I really loved it. Well, so that was a you said a radio show, and of course we're doing a podcast, so. How have things evolved in in what you do and how you do with the advent of more things like how popular Twitter is, how popular Instagram is right now? I feel like if you don't, if if you're any in any type of industry, you don't have an Instagram account now that you're kind of getting left behind to an extent. It is insane how much has changed. Um, and and I've really been I've actually had a lot of discussions lately about this with people because I stepped away for about a year, and I've always uh, because when I through doing this I've always tried to attempted to market myself as I'm I'm the actress that costly. Uh, I don't have the I can't unfortunately um, and the, the girls are amazing I don't have the time to put 100% of my focus into the cosplay, anime, pop culture world that they do. Um, and, and I'm okay with that. Um, so I've always kind of backed off a little bit and watched, you know, the girls grow in their, in their world. And, and I've still been acting, which takes you away from it a bit. Um, going back after, after this year, the interaction on Instagram alone is insane. The tw- Twitter's grown. I mean, just from going to, I think I've done three shows so far this year, um, in a couple of months, uh, every day, my feeds are full. Uh, they weren't before. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, all, everyone that I'm meeting, everyone that I'm meeting is, is new. Um, I'm getting invited to do things because you're involved with somebody else who's involved with somebody else who's involved with somebody else that you didn't know before. It's it's even more far-reaching uh, than before and way more interactive. Yeah. Uh, whereas I would be, you know, I used to stay up all night and just sleep because I'm a night owl. And I, I would talk to some people, but now you can talk to anybody anytime. And you can reach anybody anytime. It's, it's lovely. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I, I'm still trying to get a handle on it myself. I, I, I enjoy seeing all of the people online in the environment, it, it shifts really fast, it feels like. And mm-hmm. I've seen a lot more, like, political commentary and things like that. It's just always scroll, scroll. <laughs> I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, I refuse. 
I will not speak politics. It, I just feel like it's um, it's a way for some people to be. Uh, obviously, it's a way for people to not be themselves, but it's a way for people. It, it's just like a a cesspool of negativity is what a lot of those mm-hmm. things can be. Yeah. It can be, yeah. That's one of the things that, that drew me to you. You were so positive when, uh, so, so, uh, so, um, well, positive when I talked to you at Wizard yeah. World. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. I, I think I'm going to love this girl. She's, she's, she's fantastic. Um, it, it, honestly, life's what you make it. Everything is what you make it. And there are, there are a lot of sh- shitty things. Sorry, I hope I can say that on your show. Yeah. Um, uh, that go on, but you have to stay just, you just have to stay positive. You just make everything so much better. Yeah, I, and that's and that's that's what we try and do. We try and to kind of yeah. edge away from the politics, edge away from anything that divides us, and find something that brings us together. What what better to bring us together than movies and music and and people that make us? Because I know from my side, exactly. I look at what you do, and I know some of what goes into it, but it makes me, I'm, I'm internally curious about how doing what you do affects you as a person and what type of a person that that creates because in, inevitably we're all a product of the environment that we're around and, and the way that we do things. How, how do you keep yourself in that positive mind space? What do you do to kind of to keep that mindset going? <laughs> I stay busy. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I try to stay as busy as possible. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the secret. Yeah, there you go. Good idea. I costumes. I yep. What costume do I want? Yeah, people say, what do you do in your free time? I dance. I Not well. I'm not a dancer. <laughs> I listen to music and dance while I'm working on things. So I will, what do I want to work on? What character do I want to work on? What script do I want to read? What, what design do I want to start on for, for this? I just try to always constantly be working on something, and I always try to work with somebody on something as well. Yeah, I'm, and I'll have to apologize just in advance. I know we talked a little bit about what we were going to talk about, and I love throwing out these just cuff uh, questions that may require a certain amount of thought <laughs> that, uh, yeah. that not everybody is ready for. And you know, in the in the philosophical discussion uh, between determinism and free will, what are you, what is your stance? Yeah. So yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've got, I've got, I always like to ask the uh, oh, the, the nonsense questions, here it the comes. easy ones. Here so, it comes. well, let me ask you, uh, let me ask you this one. So, we, we talk a lot about movies and comic books and and music. So, like, what is your favorite music slash What are you listening to right now? Yeah, hard for my favorite. <laughs> okay, so I listen to tons. I listen to so many things. So, a favorite. I don't think that it's possible for a favorite because I'll have a favorite on every genre. Um, From Tool to Sia, like ridiculous, right? Um, Right now, I am basically, I have the Pandora Odessa channel on all of the time. Uh, Like, because it's kind of chill. So that's kind of what I listen to um, when I want to chill. Or I'm kind of Pandoring it up right now. Uh, with with, uh, with playlists, um, 
I don't even know what another playlist is that I have right now, though. But, yeah, it's a dip us. <laughs> See, oh, like I said, hard questions. Jai Wolf, I think, his name. Nice. So... Okay, so then we'll, we'll we'll throw it back into in a slightly different direction. Uh, you make the movies. Who do you yeah. really aspire to? Well, not aspire to be. Who do you want to be when you grow up? Let's let's rephrase that. <laughs> Who is an actress or really an actor ever. that you really appreciate the work of? Who's kind of like your top couple that you always go to? My favorite in the whole world is Kristen Bell. She's amazing. Ah, I love her. Like I said, I knew I was going to love this woman. Uh, you've been watching The Good Place? <laughs> I had, no, I'm not caught up. I've only watched the first season. Oh, <laughs> Thankfully. That show is so good. Show. That show is so good. Oh my, oh my lord! Uh, I want to. I kind of every time I see her and Dax Shepard, I just, I just, like, I want to invite them over. I want to hang out with them every time. I know. I see them. <laughs> oh my god! I watched their pepper challenge, and they were hilarious. They are the cutest couple. Um, I love yeah. them. Uh, I love Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, I think she's fantastic. Um, I would love to work with. Dennis Hoffman. Oh. Uh, I, I think that would be just absolutely incredible. Um, <laughs> Helen Mirren. Which nice. would never happen. Just kidding. It might. It might well, happen. You never know. You no, never I, know. Um, you never know. I know, honestly, for, like if you look at, in IMDb, you can put in your name with who you're connected with, and you can see, oh, this person worked in this production that you were in, or I absolutely 100% cannot believe people that I've been able to, to, to work with. I feel so fortunate, um, so absolutely fortunate in this world to, to have met and worked with who I've gotten to work with. Yeah, that's the uh, beautiful thing. That is that is a, you, if you can manage to find people that uh, that you love to to interact with, that's a, a win no matter what, and it comes through in the in the work that you put forward. Um, yeah, it's that's kind of awesome. So, all right, yeah. we got another. Blanchett. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, no, you you can probably list them all day. That's going to be the rest of the episode. I know, I'm, thinking, I, I'm like, oh my god, all of these people. I, I think that would be just fine. <laughs> but uh, so we've got another innocuous question that inevitably okay. we go to now. You're not you're not from the uh, Chicago area like the last several people that we've uh, talked to, to my understanding. Um, no. So this may be a slightly different question for you, mm. but but I, I'm 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 broaching it. I'm bringing it to you, making that layup question for you. Well, so I've been asking all the Chicago people because it makes sense. But so where are you from, or like where did you grow up? Ohio. Ohio. Okay. So and then gonna, Arizona. And then okay. Um I guess that wouldn't really apply no, so much. No. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. But you can still have her way in on the debate. Yeah, so um we've been asking a lot of the folks because a lot of the folks we've been talking to the last couple of weeks have all been from the Chicago area. So we always ask I've always been asking about uh two things, like favorite pizza. Like style, or if you like a deep dish, uh, you know, thin crust, that type of thing, or favorite place to get pizza. Okay. I can tell you that one. Okay. <laughs> it's called East of Chicago Pizza in Ohio. 
and they have this pizza called the Tower. Oh my god, it's so good. It's I think it's deep dish, and it's got it's layered pepperoni and cheese and mushrooms and bacon and another kind of pepperoni and banana peppers. That and it's the good. most delicious pizza in the whole world. And now I want one. Mm, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the banana peppers are an underrated aspect to a good pizza. Oh, second be Does that oh, burst of so flavor? Good. So if you are you a are you a sports fan at all? Mm, I like the Steelers. I don't know sports. I suck at Excellent. I, ha, I, yeah. <laughs> sorry. No, no, that's good. I don't know sports either. Well, you know, it, it's hard I to be. I games. I do. It's fun. But. Well, I, I was just going to say, you know, in, in Ohio, there's a lot to be a sports fan of. But in what you said before of how busy that you keep doing what, you know, the things that you have to do, it's hard to be a sports mm-hmm. fan when you're always working and doing all these other things. That's Absolutely true. Yeah, I, um, in different points in my life, I definitely will follow the seasons of football, you know, football and basketball. I like, um, I love to go to the baseball games, but yeah, I, I feel like it's been a couple of years since I've been able to even watch. You know, I'll go with a friend because, oh, game's on. Okay. It's like, cool. You know, I can't. <laughs> I, you're absolutely right. I don't have time to dedicate to that, unfortunately. <sighs> Yeah. Well, I, I bet that also applies pretty much everything else. I know my queue of television shows and movies is growing every day, and I, I get to watch, like, an episode here or there. Yeah. Oh, no. Everybody makes fun of me because I have not seen anything. So I'm, I've am i made it a point, especially this year. Uh, well, last year, all of last year, I've been watching so many, so many shows. I'm watching Umbrella Academy right now, uh-huh. which is fantastic. Nice. I'm watching Fringe, rewatching X Files uh, from the beginning. Nice. Uh, I've, I've watched a lot of movies, and then uh, what's really great is every time you go to acting school, well, most acting schools they'll give you homework. <laughs> so anytime that the school's like, hey, you need to go watch Rebel Without a Cause, or you need to watch whatever movie it is, then you're like, well, it's homework, so I have to. So I'll take the time. Hmm. Yeah, watch it. yeah, that's terrible. This homework, man, it, it's it's so difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sit down for a whole movie. I'm up. I can't. I am. I am. Um, I stay busy all the time. So yeah. I'll put it on. Be in one room. In another. Be back. Oh, there's a movie on. <laughs> uh, I have a feeling you're going to blow through uh, the good place though, because it's half hour chunks. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, love her. I, I just watched so, I want to meet her and like be best friends with her. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you so what. Much. Now this is required. If that happens, you need to introduce me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Oh my goodness. Yeah, there, there's a show that she was on with um, Don Cheadle on Showtime that we watched, and I lost track after like the fourth season of that. Um, I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, that one's that one's real good. She's, she's of course really good in there too, but but okay. So this is this is the fun part where you can bring you know from from your uh, bag of experience. Uh, 
you have to have gotten some, other than the Stan Lee story, which is really good, but you had to have had some fairly interesting experiences, either on the convention circuit or in in the production of television and movies. What are a couple of things that stand out to you just as things that happened that that were just either really cool or really weird (laughs) or anything that just, that will always be a part of your memory? Well, definitely the Stanley. Oh, yeah. Um, Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con seems to really bring forward a lot of opportunities for memory making. Uh, you can really meet a lot of people there. So I met Olivia Munn, um, the, uh, like, Patton Oswalt will come by. Oh, uh, nice. I know. Uh, he's my size. <laughs> <laughs> I'm five one, by the way. <laughs> yeah. it was, it's amazing. I'm like, wait, that must be yay! He's awesome. Um, I don't know him personally, but you see everybody at the shows. Um, I'm trying to think though of a really good story. I've gotten to to go to some interesting events uh, throughout, you know, through being in LA. I sent you a picture of my. Uh, I did a so I did a movie called Salvation out in Kansas. Yeah. And I didn't know, but when we got back, they ended up premiering it at the Chinese theater. So I got to come out and go to my premiere, and then I was invited to go to the premiere of The Conjuring, like, the same week. So I got to go to both simultaneously. Uh, mine was me and one of my best friends, and then I got to go to The Conjuring with the director, Jim Kwan, who's a friend of mine. So it was a really good week. I would say that was a good week. That, that was a pretty good day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty, it was a pretty good year. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fun. And everybody in this industry, though, is very welcoming and very, it, as long as you're not trying to get something from somebody, it's a really beautiful family. And that's really the biggest thing that, that I've taken out of all of this. Apparently the quality of your pictures oh, is, is pretty impressive. Nice. You got some... <laughs> And this some is chains. That's all we need is some chains. <laughs> On set. Oh, yeah. there we go. That's it's a little bit better there. It's a family. I promise it's a family. It's a really good family. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, there we go. I, I think it works. I, I think it works, especially. Now, I think half the fun, and, and I, I see this less. I, I can't really, I can't really pull this off. But part of the fun, I know, with the the costume is you get to have like a different hair color every day, right? Uh, wigs <laughs> exactly uh, yeah acting acting they don't want you to. I went from red to blonde for Maya mm. and I yeah and I went from I went from black hair to blonde just because the director was curious he's like I need to see what you look like blonde okay cut it because it was kind of dead and then another director said okay we need this red for this film that we're doing. Now for this one, the director says we need you blonde, so now I'm blonde. So they take care of it, but you want to say one color, and I have to just wear wigs because my hair would be fried off of my head. Let's say that to be just destroyed after a couple times, just going randomly back, yeah. like quickly back and forth between it the would. two. Yeah. So how yeah, about to go blonde? I oh go ahead. No, no, you you go ahead and finish. You have much more interesting things to say than I do. <laughs> I was going to say to go blonde, it took two eight-hour treatments. So, 
Yeah, that you really have to work with it and make sure that you don't forget it, so your hair doesn't fly away. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I could I don't know if I could do that. So, b- getting the opportunity to meet so many of these interesting people, this is still something fairly newer. I mean, I've had my chances to meet the the odd actor and actress and writer and director and and artists mm-hmm. and the like, but I I find myself inevitably. Uh, in a position where I am prone to making a fool out of myself. Mm. So uh, mm. I, I will preface this with a story of my own to see if maybe you might have a, a, a similar story uh, at Wizard World, in fact. Um, I like to think of myself as fairly quick of wit, uh, more often than not. But when it fails, it fails fairly spectacularly. And uh, I was at the Smallville panel, which was fantastic. Everybody was just on point, funny group of people. And uh, in the process of leaving the panel, uh, going up the stairs to my left was uh, Mr. Welling, uh, Superman, Superman himself. And I had not had the chance to stop by his booth and uh, proclaim my everlasting love for his portrayal and, and the likes. Cool. So I knew I had mere moments to, to say something, say hello, say thank you, say anything that would leave a positive impression as we're going up yeah. the steps. And as my mind is churning, what comes out of my mouth is, why don't you fly up the steps? <laughs> that, I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, as my, as my uh, brain just grinds to a screeching halt, he's, he's so nice. He just does, puts his hands up and makes the little thing. It's like, yeah, he's never talking to me ever again. I've just no, I've lost I... my chance. <sighs> Have you ever had that fun moment yourself yet? <laughs> I had. I definitely had an awkward moment, and I'm trying to find the, the guy's name right now because it's very rude of me to not know his name. Um, he, I think that the show's called Inhuman. Um, he also did the voice of, uh, in one of the Star Wars, I believe his first name is Sam. He's a pretty famous dude, like pretty famous. And, <laughs> oh, I want to find his name so bad so you know who I'm talking about. Well, this, this um, is, this is where we pull out our IMDB. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm trying to do right now. But, uh, he, uh, the story is I'm sitting there with a, a comic artist friend of mine and he walks by and just to just to, add, to be me, I guess, I was like, that's a good looking guy right there. <laughs> Knowing full well he's an extremely handsome man and everybody knows that he's extremely handsome, right? Yeah. Um, well, my friend's all, oh, who? Yeah? Oh, oh yeah, you're a fan? Oh, I'll go ahead and tell him. Oh, yeah, Austin will introduce you. And I was like, um, uh, and I couldn't place why I knew him. I just know that he's a big actor, but I was like, crap, I have no idea who he is, right? Oh, so no. Like, don't introduce me. Don't introduce me. Don't introduce me. Because, okay, you see them on TV all of the time that you work with them, but you're also like, who's who? I don't know. So he goes right up to him. And I also have a really big thing of being like a fan. Like, I don't, like, I don't fanboy, Right. So I don't ever go up to people, or I try not to. I definitely would over some people. But I, it just, I just would feel embarrassed, I guess, although I love when other people do it. Anyway. So Sam Bass, is that right? The guy has a big crown. Sam what? Bass? I found a Sam Bass associated with Inhumans. 
He seems he's fairly. He seems fairly attractive. <laughs> what was the name of the show? It was. Well, I'll have to find it. Or in, in, in human. Um, Oh, yeah, maybe. I looked up the wrong show. That's why I couldn't find it. It's like, I ain't gonna, what's he talking about? I think we're off by a letter. Oh! Not the Marvel, but okay. the, okay. yeah. My apologies as we come oh. to a grinding halt in your story. <laughs> I know. Well, that's all right. Let's look it up, see who he is. Then I'll finish my story. <laughs> come on, IMDb. That's too funny. I don't even know if it's sort the story. Well... My friend goes up to him. Yeah. And he's got a huge crowd around him by this time. And he's all, hey, hey, is that my friend Victoria? She's a huge fan of yours. Oh, no. And I'm all, I legit got, like, stuttery. My blood pressure went up. So then I looked like I was a huge fan. And I, like, went, like, the, like shake his hand. And I'm all, hi. But, hi. <laughs> It was the most embarrassing thing. And he's like, oh, you have to go to the glass. And I totally ignored him. And all these people are like, oh, Glenn. It was so embarrassing. Oh, it was the most no. embarrassing thing in the world. And I was like, Joe, you can't ever do that again. <laughs> like, you can't introduce me to people like that. I didn't even know what to do. Oh, no. It was bad. So <sighs> I was, I'm sure he was laughing and would never remember it. But I was just. I'm like, well, this is what it would feel like if I was a fan. <laughs> didn't know what to say. I was embarrassed because I didn't remember what he was from, and he's from all these big shows. So we can hope for bad memory. I, I think that's the that's the that's the saving grace. <laughs> Nobody can remember everything. I mean, how many right. conventions does everybody go to? How many times do they meet a new person? That's what I was thinking too. It's just you can remember right. only so many hundreds of faces and interactions. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would never remind him of it. <laughs> I was that person on that one. Yeah. I, I still don't remember your name. Who are you again? Oh, his name is Sam Whitworth. Whitworth. Oh, Sam Whitworth. God. That's who it is. Oh. You know who he is? Yeah. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Should should have thought of that sooner. I'm I'm just uh, I'm just slow on the uptake today. Apparently. That's okay. Yeah. <sighs> he was. That's who, that's who I met and stuttered. And I was like, I don't know. Hi, you're great and don't know. <laughs> In that one thing. <laughs> I know. Oh. That's all I could think was, I, was, I don't know what to say. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't even know what to commend him on. And that's the part that was just so, oh, what do I do? Oh, you're great word. at things. So, okay. So you've got the acting thing down, obviously. <laughs> so it's time to move on. If you were to do if you were <laughs> if you were to do another part behind uh, the the camera, whether it be writer or director or have you ever had an aspiration to kind of play in that other part of the sandbox? Yes, yes I have. I definitely have. Uh, I it started because I started dabbling behind the, the scenes. I started doing script supervising and uh, makeup for a couple of, of little films that I'd worked on. And then for one a couple of years ago that uh, might still come to fruition, 
not too long from now, um, I worked with producer on it, and it was one of the most wonderful things that I've ever done. I definitely want to produce. So I, I'm going to act and produce and produce and act, and that will be, that'll be me. Well, what does it mean to be a producer? We always see producer in, you know, in, in the average person's mind, maybe just mine, but possibly other people. We think, oh, the person that gets the money. What else does a producer yeah, do? And Executive producer. That's right. Yep, and that's not always the case. So there's there's different levels and different types of producers, and I'm not even familiar with all of those, so there's so many. But it, in my aspect, um, what I was doing is it, it's making sure that everything runs smoothly. It's going and uh, checking with the city and making sure that you can get the permits for everything that you need. You can film every time that you want to film in each location. It's finding the talent and locking them down. It's filling out the paperwork every single day with, here's what we did, here's what we're going to do, um, getting the budget together. It's very busy, tedious, necessary work, but it's wonderful because you know what's going on all of the time and with who. And it's very empowering. You really get to have your hand in the, you know, in the film in, in so many ways. And finding talent is... I really love doing that. It's so different to when you audition and then when you have people audition for you and you have talent looking at you because you are, you know, you're, you're looking for what they have to offer. It's cool. I like it. It's something that I really want to work on more. It's a different type of control. Yeah, different. It really is. I almost like the control that I wish I had on a glass of, uh, uh, drink that I had in preparation for the show that went everywhere. So, uh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. eh, small problems. You know, I I'll deal with it later, and and uh, <laughs> and uh, hopefully not get yelled at too much for having a dark beverage mm-hmm. on a light carpet. No, that yes. happens. So this may be the last time you ever see me. Uh, <laughs> 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 so okay, so we're we're coming to. Coming to the close of the program, I always like to make sure. I mean, obviously, you're doing uh, the the filming that you're doing now. If you want to kind of give a promoting shout out to that or any other projects you're working on or any other conventions you're going to be at, we would love to know. Wonderful. Uh, production wise, right now, I am working on the horror film Maya uh, by Fancy Lad uh, Film. Um, that's how you can find them there on Facebook and Instagram. I am also working with uh, Reality Reimagined, doing a lot of photo sets and some really cool projects. Working with a production company called Intimity as well, uh, doing some, some shorter type horror, thriller, weird type films, and that's how they're marketed. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of things with a lot of different people and I will be posting everything that I can when I can. Uh, as for shows, my next show I believe is going to be Phoenix Comic Con Labor Day weekend. I'm going to have a game or a scavenger hunt type thing for Phoenix Comic Con. So anyone that's going, make sure they come find me because there's going to be fun stuff going on. Mm, uh, sounds like fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I've never done it before. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, after Phoenix, then I have Philly, I believe, which is June 14th. That four, it's a four-day weekend. And then I'm going to be for sure going to Salt Lake Fan X in September in Salt Lake, 
So those are my next three confirmed shows. Fantastic. Well, I want to thank you very much for coming in and talking to us. We uh, we always love to uh, have new people doing wonderful things and and have a, a little ex- experience uh, from your point of view. And we hope to maybe have you on again in the future. Got the big premiere, you know, week or weeks leading up to the big premieres. Yeah, one, so. yeah, something like that. But yeah, yeah, I'd love to. And of course, if you manage to make it to any of the conventions that we're going to be at, we're going to be at uh, Indie PopCon in June and uh, uh, possibly Origins uh, in May and most certainly uh, Gen Con, the giant gaming convention in uh, August. Ooh. So Wonderful. Some good well, stuff. yeah, I'll let you, I'll let everyone know. Um, I post everything uh, on my blog right now, Z page, that's C-A-E-G-E at blogspot.com. Um, so I'll start updating when I am going to shows. And then I'm with a management company called Nerdvana Talent. And they're booking us at a lot of these shows. So uh, if you throw some names out there, I can see if we can get submitted to those. And hopefully we can get some of the shows together. That'd be cool. That'd be fantastic. Fun. And we would definitely love to see you. And, of course, if you want to get any information from the Pudding Guys, we are very easy to find, as is the pudding that we name ourselves after. Uh, we are at Real Pudding Guys on Twitter, and then on everything else, pretty much, it's just Pudding, pudding guys. guys. Now, here's the fun thing. We just started a new Patreon page. We're trying to keep it simple, just uh, something to help support the growth of our wonderful empire of talking to other people much more interesting than us. So... <laughs> That's, yes. Yeah, excellent. So if you ever feel like uh, donating a dollar a month to uh, help uh, help us get where we're going and find wonderful people like Victoria here, uh, feel free to stop by the Patreon page for the Pudding Guys. Well, thank you again, and until next time, keep being awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.